Welcome back to J Tendencies. I'm Jay Reese. I'm your boy Jay Suave. And we are back with another episode today. If you tuned in last week, I just want to say thank you. If you're new, I want to say welcome. Um, let me start off by saying I went to my first Mavs game last night, man. It was it was interesting. It was interesting indeed. And you weren't even rooting for the Mavs, bro. Hell no. Nah. <clears throat> I was a Raptors fan last night. That's crazy. I'm not even a Raptors first fan. First Mavs bro. game, you're not even rooting for the Mavs. I was rooting for Kyrie Irving. Bro, that's not room for the Mavs. Hey, it was not. I was hoping for Luka's downfall. Also, we missed every shot. Bro still had 31, though. Yeah, 2 for 11 from the 3, though. Yeah, I realized something while I was there. I was like, because I was listening to the people. First off, when they hit the um, rim, think it's loud as heck, bro. So when you brick, I was like, throwing off. I was like, dang. Like, the first shot I saw uh, Pascal Siakam shoot. Boink. Brick. I was like, Damn. He went crazy though. For he real. did. He got. He had thirty one as well. He had thirty one, twelve, and like four, I think. Yeah, but yeah, it really sucks that none, none of them are better than Jason Tatum. But bro, Tatum soft. Most definitely, bro. My bad. My Most bad. Definitely. Let me let me keep on topic with what I was saying, and then after that, um, I realized because every time that Pascal Siakam scored, that uh, commentator was like, uh. Pa- number 43, Pascal Siakam scored. No, bro, that, that's when, how it is every game. And then Luca scored. You said, Luca! Bro, whenever, whenever Maxi Kleba was there last year, I'd be like, Maxi! <laughs> it, and it was crazy, bro. And he barely scored, so whenever he mm-hmm. did score, the commentator went crazy. Like, every time one of the Mavs scored, he went crazy. Every time a, every time a Raptors scored, he went, he was, ah, uh, this to, guy. Gotta get the crowd out. This hype, guy again. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, watching Kyrie Irving play in person, it's watching, different. oh my goodness, I was about to shed a tear, bro. I'm not gonna lie, it was just beautiful. It was just he went out for this one lay. I was like, oh, he's going up to the left, mid air, switched over underneath mm-hmm. to the right, off the back. I was like, oh my goodness. I saw him against the Kings last year. It was like his fourth game with the team, and he ended up going insane, bro. Especially in the fourth quarter because they were losing. And he just locked and gets like 15 points in the fourth, bro. And nobody could stop this man. He's bro. over here hitting fadeaways, turnarounds, bro, like everything. Kyrie Irving is a freaking monster, man. It's going to be crazy as hell later this year when he's a Miami Heat. That just won't happen. It's going to be crazy when he's a Miami that Heat. That just won't happen. Can't wait to see him in South Beach, bro. Can't what, wait to see it. What does this mean? Bro, I know. I know. I'm, I'm cool with Mark Cuban, bro. What are you talking yeah. Yeah, for sure. Of course. For sure. Him and Pat Riley, you know, get the deal done. Get the deal done. I miss Dame. <laughs> I miss. I miss Dame. Shut up. All right, let's get into our first topic, man. Um, we're gonna talk about a lot of adult animation today. And the first thing I want to talk about is, you know, one of the most popular shows on television today. That's gonna be Rick and Morty. If you're not familiar with Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty is an Emmy award-winning half-hour animated hit comedy series on Adult Swim that follows a sociopathic genius scientist who drags his inherently timid grandson on insane, dangerous adventures across the universe, right? Season 7 just started, and um, I know you've only seen, I think, one episode of Season 7 so far. What do you think of it so far, man? I mean, uh, I was looking at some of the stuff like before the season came out because I know you and some other people were kind of hype about it, mm-hmm. and... The only episode I watched, like, I wasn't really paying too much attention to how the voice actors was different. I really didn't even, like, because I didn't really, like, look into it until you said anything about it. Yeah. But I know that, like, some of the characters that, what's it called? Justin, Justin Roiland. Mm-hmm. Breathed into life. You got Rick, you got Morty, Mr. Poopy Butthole, mm-hmm. bro. Like, I mean, I guess it's just not the same. And, like, all the creativity he brought to the show mm-hmm. has just been like replaced with like shocky edge humor yeah stuff like uh, well that. at the same time though you know because Justin Roiland hasn't been in the writer's room since like season two or three mm-hmm. so he was just there drunk you know reciting his lines so Justin Roiland like what I've heard from behind the scenes is he wasn't really you know that great of a person on set yeah. so I'm not really upset that he's gone like you could tell it like a little bit with the way um the voices sound they do sound a little different, but I don't think the voices are bad at all. At all. I think they're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I, you know, I couldn't even notice, bro. Yeah, it's like unless you're really looking for it, it's hard to notice. So if you hear fans talking about the voices aren't the same, you know, they're really just nitpicking because for the most part they sound really good. It's just that the first couple episodes, I'll say the um, the writing and the storytelling of the first couple episodes were pretty um, lacking. You know what I'm saying on the mo- for the most part. Because, you know, Dan Harmon's still there, and he was, you know, the main person in the writer's room 
for a lot of the C um, series. So, you know, he'll bring some interesting stuff, but I wasn't really interested in what they brought to the table in the first couple of episodes. You know, Mr. Poopy Butthole's, um, what's it called, Intervention. Yeah. I, yeah there, and then it was um, the episode where it was Rick and Jerry combined into one being. I was like, what the heck is going <laughs> on? But then season three, I mean, not season three, episode three and four, I really enjoyed, you know, episode three specifically with Unity coming back and it having to deal with more of the canon. Because I'm really more interested in the canon and the serialized version episodes that they have over the episodic ones, but the episodic ones are also really good. And then this last episode, it dealt with suicide and it played an interesting take on it where everybody in this other planet that killed themselves turned into spaghetti, which was weird and it like took to a really dark turn at the end and it had a really touching moment with one of the montages that are um that kind of reminds you of the vat of acid episode but it's like it's not the same you know it's like they're trying to li live up to the vat of acid episode but it just doesn't hit the same but like overall i really enjoyed the series yeah and it's just like one of the things it's like <clears throat> if you're looking for something you're gonna find it mm -hmm. so i feel like people that are like Oh well, the voice acting is this. The voice acting is that. Well, it well if I don't like really notice, then mm -hmm. I feel like I don't really care. Yeah. But I feel like kind of comparing the show against itself mm -hmm. is. I won't say it's bad for the show, but it, I feel like it's bad for viewers. Yeah, bad for their experience watching. Yeah. I so. got you. Let's talk about your favorite episodes, man. You know, we'll talk top five. And we'll go from five to one. Am I going first? Yeah, you'll go first. So at five. I have close Rick counters of the Rick kind, where Rick is just trying to enjoy his nice breakfast, you know? But he's kidnapped by a group <laughs> of alternate Ricks and taken to stand trial for the crime against him. And bro, bro was just trying to, you know, chill out, eat his breakfast. Bro was trying to eat his fires, <laughs> flying saucer-shaped pancakes. <laughs> no, bro. And then at number four, I have Rick Mariah Jack. Oh, that's a great episode. Where we're still doing the weird crows thing, but then that weird middle-aged Morty <laughs> comes and he tries to reconnect with Rick, but then it was just like a weird, like emotional path. Yeah, that, I don't even like that one familiar location. I don't know. On the Citadel, Citadel of Rick's. Yeah, the Citadel. Yeah. Then at number three, I have the Vat of Acid, mm -hmm. where that episode just started off <laughs> so <laughs> crazy. But it was just, everyone knows, it's just the episode where Rick and Morty faked their deaths. Well, Rick faked both of their deaths mm -hmm. <laughs> by jumping into a vat of acid. Fake acid, to be specific, yeah. you know. A hot tub of Mountain Dew. That was funny. And then, then, then they just look at them and they're like, huh? And then the bones floated <laughs> up and stuff like that. And then number two, I got Rick Potion. Where the potion designed to make Morty attractive to one girl goes viral and affects all of Earth. <laughs> bro, Cronenberg, the Earth. Bro, it was such an odd episode because I was just watching it and I was like, dang, I wish this was me. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been cronenberg Yeah, bro, if she falls in love with me. Bro, she was ready to do it on site with Morty. <laughs> she was ready to die about Morty, bro. Bro, the crazy thing is they kept going back to that location like four other times throughout the series. Yeah, and each time it just gets worse and worse. <laughs> yeah, and then Rick tried to clean up the mess, but then it created even more of a mess. Then at number one, this is probably the episode I laughed the most hard at, was Mr. Meeseeks. <laughs> this is the episode that kind of proved, well... I mainly liked it because they supported characters like Beth and Jerry. They kind of out outshined Rick and Morty, given the right circumstances. But by showing that, I mean, everyone almost died. <laughs> because of Jerry. Because of Jerry. They were over there tripping. Hey, Mr. Meeseeks, look at <laughs> <laughs> And how bad he is at golf, bro. Like, it was bad. But bro like, said he wanted to take two it was like two strokes off his putt. And like bro was struggling, <laughs> so bro gave up, and they were ready to. Kill. They could they could have killed themselves. They, the only way to die was if Jerry took two strokes off. And they're like the only way to take two strokes off is by killing Jerry. <laughs> That's yeah. real, but but that that was my top five. And that was a solid list, man. Especially um the when you had at number five the with the close ranking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're introducing the evil Morty and all that. Yeah. Hey, number five for me. I'm Rick Mariah Jack, you're number four, man. Man, I love that episode just because I love the lore it gets into. Because, I, like I said before, I like the serialized portions of the series. So, really diving into that aspect 
and seeing um, Rick's past and how um, this alternate version of uh, Rick was able to kill his wife and daughter, his version of Beth, and he was able to go back. And he went. Um, we showed, saw saw a montage of him going across different universes, killing different Ricks, trying to find out who ki- which Rick killed his wife, and then he eventually um, ends up in the main universe and settles with that Beth, and then getting that Morty, and then so it's not even his original Morty, but that um because he doesn't have an original Morty because his version of Beth died. Yeah. So, but he still loves Morty like he's his own grandson, you know. So I just really enjoy that episode and what it brings to the. Bro, how many times has everybody died, bro? <laughs> uh, I think Rick and Morty are the same Rick and Morty from the beginning. Yeah. But the family has died a bunch of times, and then actually I think this Rick has died a couple times, but he had like different clone um, versions of himself in different universes. Like he was a shrimp at one point. <laughs> I remember it was the it was um season four episode one where he yeah. kept dying. And then he kept going to the fascist universes. <laughs> like he got he went to the when he's a shrimp, they were all Nazis. And then the one the one world where they weren't all Nazis was when he was a wasp and he was like, as a wasp, I know what it's like for people to have a um un like um a preconceived notion of who you are. Yeah. And then it was that was episode was crazy. But number four I have uh Rick Convenient Mort, where Morty falls in love with Plan and Tina. I don't know if you've seen that episode, but that episode was sad, bro. Bro falls in love with Planetina, and they go on adventures together, and she's like a rip-off Captain Planet. So they're going on these environmental um, adventures. Then she starts killing people because they're, like, destroying the environment. And Morty's like, I can't be with you. And, like, they're in love, bro. Like, he's, like, ready to leave his family for old girl. And then he's like... That's real. And then they break up, and then Morty's heartbroken. And then there's, like... I was like, dang, Morty. Like, I understand your pain. I understand... The pain of losing a bad bitch. <laughs> Everybody knows that pain, Morty. Nah, for real. And then there's like a nice moment between him and Beth where it's like, this is a sweet moment after he gets his heart broken. And that was just sad. And then Rick and Summer are out in space, like having space orgies or something like that. It was like their storyline I was really, um, really interested in. It was the really Planetina portion of it that I was like really invested in. Number three, I have the Look Who's Purging Now episode, right? That used to be my favorite episode where Rick and Morty get trapped on a purge planet and then Morty falls for a girl and then she ends up shooting Rick and then steals their spaceship. So they have to go around killing people and then just watching Morty be like not trying to kill people. He handed Rick a spoon at one point and Rick killed some dude with a spoon. (laughs) And then Morty was like, when he had to listen to this dude's story, like, it's when he snapped, because the dude's story was trash. And Morty was like, he was like, please give me constructive criticism. And Morty was like, oh, you could have done this a little bit better. And Morty was like, and dude was like, F you, Morty. He was like, uh, screw your beacon, get out of my crib. And Morty killed him. And he said, he was like bloodlusted the rest of the episode. Bro was just killing everybody. And they started killing everybody to the song um, Feels Good by Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> I was like, come on now. Like, that song go crazy. And it was just mm-hmm. amazing episode. Morty don't be playing no games. Morty don't be playing, bro. Um, number two, I have the Pickle Rick episode. Season three, episode three, where Rick turns himself into a pickle to get out of therapy. And you're thinking, what, what shenanigans could he get to as a pickle? A whole lot of shenanigans. Right? Bro gets, a, bro gets um, he gets hit by a, a cat off his desk rolls down that rolls down after Beth steals the serum to turn him back into a um, human. And then he's out in the sun baking, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna die." And then the, and the sun was like, "Nah." <laughs> and then it started raining. He goes down the drain. And then he gets attacked by some cockroaches. He kills those cockroaches with his tongue because he has no arms or legs. It's, he's just a he's just a pickle, right? And then he kills those ro- roaches, makes a body for himself. Then he uses that body to kill some rats. And with those rats, he um, built a new body with it for this pickle. Then he killed a whole bunch of rats, killed the king, got went to a hidden Russian base, kills all the Russians. They're like, it was like a John Wick thing. They were calling him like the Baba Yaga, but yeah. for um, a pickle. And then bro kills all them. Bro eventually goes to therapy and then gets the serum. And then it was just crazy. Bro, it's just good. Like, like, imagine explaining this to someone who's never watched a lick of Rick and Morty. I know, like, they're like, like a I wonder, pickle? <laughs> I wonder what happens in these writers' minds. For What do they even be thinking about, bro? Bro, they must be on all kinds of drugs. Most definitely. And I'm trying to be in that writer's room, man. That's insane. 
But my number one is definitely the Vat of Acid episode. You know, Morty pisses off Rick because he hates the Vat of Acid idea, gets dragged into the Vat of Acid, and then he and he's like, and then they get into a point where he's like, he's like, I went along with your stupid idea, go along with some of my stupid ideas, and he's like, I want a remote that can save my point in time like a video game. And Rick reluctantly, you know, makes that device. You get a nice montage of Morty, you know, using the remote, you know, looking like he's going back in time to where he saved the point. You know, in that montage, he goes, he meets a girl at a coffee shop. They fall in love. You know, Morty again, fumbling a bad bitch. But this time wasn't Morty's fault, okay? Because he has the remote, right? They go on a venture. Then they get, they get in an airplane after they break up. They get back together. They go on a trip to Alaska or something. The plane crashes in the middle of, like, the Arctic. They're all about to freeze to death. And Morty, where it looks like he's about to push the button to go back in time on the remote, he grabs a phone, dials 911. They get rescued. They recover in the hospital. And you think it's all funny? They're all good, right? He hasn't used the remote since. It's been like a year. Jerry presses the remote, travels back to the moment where they meet. <laughs> and then they can't get back together because Mo- she thinks Morty's a creep because he's crying. Because he, like, he's like, we just spent this whole life together. You got to believe me. And then she doesn't believe him, pepper sprays him, and he hits the button again by accident. So every time he presses the button to go back to try to reverse, like, um, getting pepper sprayed and, like, try to reintroduce himself to her. Yeah. She keeps pepper spraying him. It was back to the moment where right when he gets pepper sprayed. So it's like he lived in that moment over and over again. So, and then at the end, you find out that Morty, not that Rick made it. So, because he's like, Morty, I hate time travel. You know this. So he said, what you've actually been doing is traveling to other dimensions of versions of yourselves, killing them, taking their spots, and, like, they live, they die a gruesome death. They, like, melt. They're like, yeah. And then he's like, I can fix it all, but we're going to merge every reality into ours. And he's like, like, I like this one, the one part of it. He's like, he's like, um, he's like, so, he's like, so I'm not your original Rick, but you'll go back to your original timeline. He said, you're not my original Rick? He said, no, how do you know about the acid? We all have a vat of acid, Morty. Presses the button, Morty goes through excruciating pain, and everybody's ready to kill Morty. Like, oh my God. He's like, how are you going to get out of this? And Rick's like, hey, look over there. Another vat of acid. (laughs) He's like, oh no, he's going to kill himself with a vat of acid. And Morty's just like, dang, all this to prove a point. And it was just like, that's my favorite. That's got to be my favorite episode. Most definitely. It was a good episode. Man. Let me talk about Invincible real quick. I know you haven't seen Invincible yet, but season two of Invincible is out right now. Well, the first episode, at least, new episodes every Friday. So the time you're seeing this, I think um, the new episode drops at later this night. And, man, it's just such a great show, right? It's only a small fraction. Like, I'll say like one, one 20th of all the comic run has, been, has gone through in the first season. And we're now in season two. They're dealing with a multiverse. But it's not like multiverse like you see now in movies where it's like, you know, they're getting going to old other universes to see other versions of these characters that we already know. So you're seeing like in Spider-Man No Way Home where you see like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man or Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. You don't know who the heck these guys are. They're just going to different versions, seeing the different versions of himself. And I'm excited to see what happens because this is not just one of the best animated series on television right now. This is one of the best superhero shows that are out right now, you know what I'm saying? Better than most of the Marvel shows that have come out. You know, as a Marvel fanboy, it hurts for me to say that. You know, I love Marvel, so but it's better than those, you know, um, and it's just incredible. You know, I haven't seen The Boys or Gen V, you know, th- that that level of gore is in my kind of thing. Yeah. So watching Invincible, you know, it's just incredible. Yeah, I'm not, I didn't really get into it whenever it was in season one. I feel like a lot of people like just kind of posted about it and especially posted the end of mm-hmm. the series. So it was like, why would I even like want to watch more. it? Think <laughs> Exactly. So like, why would I even want to watch it if that's just going to go on? Yeah. I'm going to see this for the next two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, you definitely got to get into it, dude. Let's talk about one of our favorite shows. You know, a lot of black people's favorite shows that have come out, you know, The Boondocks. Yes, sir. Right. If you don't know The Boondocks, it's about um, a little kid and his um, brother moving in with his granddad in the suburbs. And then, you know, and they go, they get a nice house in a white neighborhood, right? And then it's a bunch of um, hijinks and shenanigans that they go through in this neighborhood. So um, I don't want to talk about too much about The Boondocks specifically, but I want to go ahead and get into our top five episodes, man. R.I.P. John Witherspoon. R.I.P. John Witherspoon, really um, an idol and a staple in the black community. You know, my first time seeing John Witherspoon was in 
the Wayans bros, right? And then so whenever like a lot of people know him as Granddad or you know, um, the dad from Friday. So I just know him as Pops from the Wayans bros. You know, um, what's it called? What do you say? He always said, uh, he always put his hands up to his mouth. He said, "Don't tell nobody." He's ready to whoop Marlon and Sean as grown adults, which is real. Real, bro. But um, yeah, R.I.P. to him, a legend for real. I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead and start off with our top five episodes. Before I even get into it, I do want to say there are too many episodes out of all 55 episodes <laughs> to put five in a list. Yeah, it was really difficult. Because I, it, it really depends on what you like or what has been the most appealing to you, what's been the most funny to you. So I just kind of put a group of five episodes that have just kind of just caught my eye in general. And there are definitely episodes, if I were to go back and rewatch, I would have been like, yeah, I could have put this in my top five. But I'm going to go ahead and start off with the Attack of the Killer Kung Fu Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And it it was one of those episodes where Granddad was doing his online dating adventures that led him to a girl, or a woman, I'll say, named Luna. And he invited her over for the weekend and he was over here during the episode. He's over here taking pictures of himself in his boxers, trying to get all these women, bro. And he ended up just doing that. And as soon as she came, as soon as she came over, she was like kind of a psycho. And Huey and Riley noticed it and realized that she was an expert on the, on the art of kung fu and somewhat psychotic. And it was crazy because Huey had ended up fighting mm-hmm. her that episode. And she would tell all these stories about how she'd be cutting people's heads off and stuff like that. But she was, like, low-key kind of raw, though. Like that, She was tough. <laughs> yeah, like, she she definitely one of the most tougher people in the boondocks. And at number four, this one was one of the craziest episodes I've ever seen in the boondocks. And it's a date with the booty warrior. <laughs> 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 and... And, it, and if you've seen this episode, y'all, if you haven't seen this episode, you, you, you already know, bro. I want you, <laughs> and I need you. It's <laughs> the easy way, but the hard way. Tom was scared of going to prison, and but, but he ended up facing his fears. He, he ended up taking all the kids from the school. But he ended up facing his fears for like a cool five minutes. And it, it, it's kind of crazy to like actually tune in and talk about on here. Because they say a lot of crazy <laughs> things that we cannot repeat. And they end up holding the kids hostage. They talk about what they want, which is just a bunch of women. White <laughs> woman, Asian woman, Indian woman, black woman. West Indian. West Indian woman. It's just a really funny episode in general. But if you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't seen it, then you haven't seen the Boondocks. So, like, you better go tap in. I'm going to say it right now. We really enjoy the Boondocks, but we have to say it's not for everybody. It is not for everybody. Right. A lot of people, there's a lot of stuff that would offend people. But, you know, if um, if you are not really triggered by a lot of things that they will say, because they will say a lot of things that would be triggering to a lot of people, you should definitely tune in the show. It's really incredible. It's really great. Yeah. And then at number three. I have Tom, Sarah, and Usher. <laughs> and this is one of the funniest episodes because whenever whenever they were just at dinner and they find out that Usher's there at dinner with them and Sarah just starts fangirling, like, bro, if that was me with my <laughs> wife and, like, bro, this is like a celebrity crush type of thing. Like, it, it's just like, bro, if you have a celebrity crush, it, it's not, like, crazy bad, but at the same time, fangirling whenever you see them and, and be like, Oh my god, I'm with like my husband right now. But it's like I love you, Usher. I love you. And then Usher like completely disregards Tom and just <laughs> and leaves with Sarah. Bro, Tom takes so much stuff in the show and he doesn't ever stick up for himself. <laughs> it is funny as heck, bro. And then was the the waiter was like, wouldn't let that happen to me though. <laughs> But that that was, like, the funniest part about it. And Tom just, like, is looking at himself, like, bro, what do I even do? No, nah, the funniest part was definitely when Tom was singing in the raid. Yes, And they bro. said, Tom, shut the hell up. <laughs> That's what I was getting to. Like, like, he ended up making a music video. <laughs> and he was just in the rain singing, trying to get his wife back. And 
she like she wasn't even necessarily like gone for mm-hmm. real, for real. But he was just so sick. Uh, but but I feel like if bro, if Usher tried to take my girl too, and my girl did some stuff like that, I'd be sick too. I don't know if I'd be out in the rain. But we've talked about this before, <laughs> especially because we saw those videos of Usher's concerts. <laughs> yes, he bring women up stage and feed them chocolate covered strawberries. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Nah, <laughs> like I couldn't. Nah, I couldn't do that, bro. And then. My second favorite wait, wait, wait. episode. T- uh, tell him who he brings in to help him with his problems. Tell him who he brings in. Who who was it again? A pimp named oh, Slickback. Oh, yes. A pimp named Slickback. Yes, bro. Yes. And he, a pimp named Slickback is his own. Bro, he's got to be like a top five character, bro. Top six, I'll say. Top six. But a pimp named Slickback wouldn't be who he is without Cat Williams, man. Cat Williams is hilarious, dude. Nah, for real. I and feel like every time I see Cat Williams, he's always playing a pimp. No, for real. And then he, he's trying to help Tom with his problems. He keeps calling Sarah a bitch. He says, sometimes <laughs> you just got to smack a bitch. I'm saying, he's like, sir, I will not slap my wife. <laughs> and then he goes and slaps Usher. <laughs> Get his ass beat by the security guards. Bro, that's funny. But then j- just going into my second favorite episode, it is one of the few stink meaner episodes that there are. And it's the one where Uncle Ruckus does the exorcism on him. <laughs> because, because Uncle Ruckus comes back for like the third time. <laughs> and, he, and he comes back like in... Some, didn't he come, up, come back in someone else's body? He or came like, back in Tom's body. Yes, he came back in Tom's body. And the crazy thing was, Huey was having dreams about it. <laughs> And then, um, bro, it was just crazy because they, they, he ended up coming to the crib, and then him and Huey are having this whole, like, kung fu fight, bro. <laughs> and the amount of martial arts Huey knows is crazy. Bro, how they, old is bro? Boy's like eight years old. They're both eight, Huey and Riley. But, um. Bro said, read. <laughs> bro, it's just crazy, bro. Like, they, they, they had Tom shout to a bed talking about read. <laughs> like what? Up, black man's worst enemy. <laughs> a book. Like what do you mean? Bro, the crazy thing is, bro started bugging out what he said to read. <laughs> bro, that's got to be the craziest microaggression of all time. <laughs> and then a number one. I'm pretty, bro. This has got to be so many people's number one, but it's just because of the, just because of the iconic moment in this episode. It's got to be the fundraiser, <laughs> where Huey hit Guy Ritchie. With the best quote of all time, bro. The best quote. Like, like I, I would take this speech over the I Have a Dream Martin Luther King speech, bro. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just joking. Wait, which Martin Luther King speech? <laughs> the one in real life or the one in the show? Because Martin Luther King... The one in real life. Because <laughs> bro gave a speech in the show. <laughs> bro, yeah. Against BET and black people. <laughs> no, bro. He was like, this is what I got my ass beat for. <laughs> all them ass beatings I took. <laughs> but yeah, bro. Like, easily the best speech. If you haven't looked at it, we're not going to say it on here. He says a lot of crazy stuff. (laughs) He says a lot of crazy things, but if you're going to look at the speech, you might as well just watch the whole episode because you probably won't understand. But most definitely my favorite episode because it it was just a whole, it was a whole process. Mm -hmm. And you kind of see how everything developed over this episode because it was about Riley selling chocolate bars, and it was like it turned into a whole, like, organization mm-hmm. type of deal. So that was my top five. I'm really rocking with it. I mess with it, man. I mess with it. All right, my top five. I'm going to start at number five, right? Ep- season one, episode 10, The Itis. That was a good episode. Bro, he was talking about it the other day. We were talking about the Luther, and I was like, I was like, bro, I know it's bad for you. It's going to probably kill you, It'll give you a heart attack. <laughs> But it's a it's a burger, like it's like a fried burger or something like that. Yeah. Inside of a donut, inside of a Krispy Kreme donut, topped with bacon. It sounds so good, but so bad. Like it looks so good too, but I know it will literally kill you. Like <laughs> I have a really I have a really picky palate, like you do too. But you know I'm a real foodie, and like a lot of this food is not good for you. But the way he describes it, and the way they make it in the show, this cartoon food in general is always top tier no matter what it is who's making unless they purposely make it look bad 
Like, cartoon food is just incredible. And you even told him that granddad's food was destructive. <laughs> like, what? Like, bro, his food had people fall. He had, his restaurant had beds in it, so people could take a, um, could crash out after they get done eating, bro. <laughs> like, that's cried. how crazy the food is. Alta D, Alta, um, what's it called? What's it called? It's like D something, the, um, the community. The, I forget. It's like, oh, I forgot the word of it. It's going to come back to me later. I won't be mad because I forgot it. But um, number four, I have season one, episode four, Granddad's Fight. The first stink meaner episode. Yes. When they're talking about, you know, N-word moments. And then um, <laughs> you don't want to be caught up in one of those, man. You don't want to be caught up in one of those. Granddad, you know, he gets early in the episode, he gets beat up by a blind dude named Stink Meaner. You know, you already had a Stink Meaner episode. This is the one that was just right before that one. Stink Meaner ran into his mm-hmm. car at the mall. And bro was and bro got his ass beat by Stink Meaner, like a blind dude. So Granddad starts training to fight um, Stink Meaner, and then at the end of the episode they fight, and you realize Stink Meaner got lucky. He's just a blind dude, and Granddad beat literally beats him to death. <laughs> and then everybody's like, "Oh, oh my God, what's happening?" I just remember Riley throwing a freaking chair in the middle of the crowd, and everybody starts to fight. Like the crazy thing is so funny because now every time because every time I see that people always edit it so they throw the chair and it goes into the um, the thing that happened in Boston on the on the um, little river or whatever. Yeah. And so it's like that and it is the dude hitting the other white dude with the chair and I'm just crying, bro. Yeah, bro. If a chair is getting thrown, bro, a fight's about to break yeah, out. All hell's about to break loose. Number three, I have season three, episode nine. You already mentioned this one. A date with the booty warrior. <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro, this, bro, there's not much else I could say, there's bro. There's not much. Bro, it's just, you You got to watch it, bro. Like, I can't say a lot of stuff that happened in that episode because they be talking reckless. Like, especially what they say to Uncle Ruckus in the episode. <laughs> 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 bro, what they say to Uncle Ruckus in the episode is crazy, but I can't say that all here, but... That episode <laughs> is definitely top tier boondocks. Number two, I have season one, episode two, The Trial of Robert Kelly. Bro. <laughs> Bro. It's just because of the, like, there's so many iconic quotes from that episode. Like, Riley says, if I see Piss coming, I boo. She saw Piss coming, she stayed. And why should I have to miss out on the next R. Kelly album <laughs> for that? Like, and then Riley was like, you just got old by an eight-year-old. To a, a professional lawyer, because Tom had no, like, rebuttal against that. And then later in that episode, you know, um, they start dancing in the court because R. Kelly's it, um, deemed innocent. They start playing his music. And then um, the whole quote, I'm about to name the, go off on the whole speech that uh, Huey gives. He says, hey, what the hell is wrong with you people? Every person that gets arrested is not Nelson Mandela. Yes, the government conspires to put a lot of innocent black men in jail on fallacious charges. But R. Kelly is not one of those men. We all know the dude can sing. But what happened to standards? What happened to bare minimums? You a fan of R. Kelly? You want to help R. Kelly? The kid R. Kelly some counseling. But don't pretend. Is it? Uh, introduce him to some older women. Hide his, <laughs> hide his camcorder. <laughs> Introducing him to older women is crazy. But don't pretend like this man is a hero. And stop the damn dancing. <laughs> Act like you got some goddamn sense, people. Like, bro was killing them, and they said, who is this motherfucker? Put the music back on, and they went back to dancing, bro. And you just walked out, bro. That, that, that reminded me of the Garden episode, the first episode of the Boondocks, where he was mm-hmm. talking about oh, how yeah. Ronald Reagan is the devil, bro. Jesus was black. Said, Thank <laughs> you. And then in the dream, bro, everybody started going crazy, like, ah! Like, bro, this is crazy. And number, number one, bro, it's the same ep- episode you got, bro. Season three, episode seven. The fundraiser, bro. It's just the best, bro. It's the best episode. All I have to say is, this is America. Our president is black. And my Lambo is blue. Like, that's a bar, bro. That's such a bar, bro. Like, I don't care right now. My president's still black. I still miss a Barack. <laughs> bro. That's my guy. Bro, it's been... I don't care. It's been like eight years. He's still my president. <laughs> yeah, bro, most definitely. All right, before I go into the last topic, I want to talk about um, something that I want to, uh, I really want to discuss, which is the state of adult animation right now. And I like to say, you know, right now, um, as of 2023, it's definitely headed in the right direction. Like, um, as adult animation, 
um, becomes and the animation as a whole becomes more respected as a medium, especially as people, you know, start seeing it more as just you know cartoons, right? People start seeing it as a medium that has multiple genres and stuff, just like regular TV shows and movies. Excuse me. Um, but all animation is just you know, just in, so interesting because it started off really as just animated sitcoms, right? You had shows like King of the Hill, Family Guy, The Simpsons. South Park, you know, which um, they're all different, you know, they're all very different, but at, at its core, it's still a um, sitcom, you know, it follows a family, or a, a group of kids, and like, they're um, not serialized episodic adventures, and then you get um, shows like studios looking at this, and they follow the format, right, they follow the format of um, these studios trying to these shows that are just gonna stay edgy and you know real you rely on edgy humor, and they rely on that plus like heavy cuss words and sometimes you know a lot of like violence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know how many times I've seen Meg get shot by Peter, <laughs> like an absurd amount of time. Peter is swacking her with the golf club. <laughs> like, like that's just something that um, people in studios really try to copy and try to follow the Family Guy format. And you see that with a lot of um, a lot of shows like on Netflix. You see a lot of the bad animation that are the CG animated. Um, and you're just like, this isn't interesting. This isn't what I want, you know what I'm saying? Because even though we do like these shows, we like these shows for a specific reason, not because of the edge and the gore, but in, in the, um, in the all the like cuss words, you know what I'm saying? We yeah. like it because of, of characters, you know what I'm saying? We build a relationship with these characters. Yeah, but... It, it, it's changed a lot in the mm -hmm. last three decades of adult animation, and whenever like you kind of look back on it, you're like, it's it's just changed since the shows where they had the slovenly dad, the belligerent wife, the rabbit roosted kids, yeah. bro. Like, just freaking you can even put an animal in there, mm -hmm. like Brian, Brian, or um, like <clears throat> the alien from American yeah. Dad, bro. But it's just stuff like that. I feel like now they're looking more at like anime because people like a lot of anime and anime they, and, and like overseas they respect animation as a medium instead of a genre. So you yeah. see anime, you get different kinds of anime, right? You get the rom com animes, you get the action animes, you get the ones that are more designated for the kids, and you get um, a lot of the hard, gory, you know, violence things that you know what certain um, studios think that oh, that's all that adults want. But yeah. now, you know, in the West, we're trying to see a lot more different stuff. You see Rick and Morty, which is still like kind of a sitcom kind of thing with a little bit more serialized canon to it um, as a sci-fi show. You got Final Space, which is more a serialized storyline with the sci-fi. You got Afro Samurai, which is like an anime made in the in the West. You got Love, Death, and Robots, which is an anthology series following um, each episode is a different animation style. And then it's a different story for like a short. And like it's really interesting. You got Arcane, which I haven't seen, but I heard is really good. Hit Monkey, which I also haven't seen, which I heard is really good, is another action adventure adult animated series. Bojack Horseman, which is kind of a sitcom, but it's also more of like a drama. The way, yeah. you know, it gets deep, man. It gets deep. Bojack. Yeah. Um, you get Unicorn Warriors, Warriors Eternal, Primal, both on Adult Swim, um, action adventure series. And you know, studios aren't relying on that sitcom format for animated shows anymore. You know, they're diversifying and allowing more serious, dramatic, and serialized shows to be created. Using animation more as a medium rather than just a genre. Of yeah, most definitely. And I feel like we're we're in the middle of the golden age right now mm -hmm. for it. And I feel like, uh, well, at least to me, it kind of started like in 2019. Yeah. Where you have you have shows like BoJack Horseman, you have shows like Rick and Morty, and don't hate me, but like literally, whenever Big Mouth came out, mm -hmm. like that was the most I've ever seen people watch. Yeah. In, in an adult animated yeah, show. Yeah. Now it's a little overplayed. Nobody messes with Big, Big Mouth anymore. But yeah. when it first came out, it was like it was different. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, like you'd go to school and people are talking about the mm -hmm. last episode that came out. And then I feel like it also has to do with like all the streaming services that are putting mm -hmm. out putting out stuff like that too. For sure. They're, they're putting billions on mm -hmm. trying to animate these projects. Yeah. Um, hopefully going forward, you know, especially after the actors strike and, you know, the animation studios, um, they get, they're getting a, they're, that union's getting a new deal next year. The deal expires. So unless they go on strike, we should start seeing, uh, hopefully we keep seeing the um, evolution and the progress that, you know, we've seen over the past couple of years and the decades. And hopefully, you know, we don't go backwards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the worst thing that could ever possibly happen. Going backwards to shows just relying on 
you know, um, just the sitcom kind of style, more family guys. Like, we don't need a hundred family guys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give us something different every now and then, you know what I'm saying? Give us more Invincibles or give us more Bojacks or give us more Afro Samurais or Final Space, you know. We don't need something. I'm not saying we need something extremely serious. We don't need only dramas. But I'm not saying we only need only comedies, right? Mix and match, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and get to um, our top five animated series, you know what I'm saying? Another list, another um, thing, because, you know, there's a lot of great animated series out there. For adults specifically, you know, um, overall there's a bunch of great anim animated projects. So I just want to focus on, you know, five animated series that you really enjoy that are from the West, you know, not animes or nothing like that. So my top five, at five, <clears throat> I have kind of the show that got me into adult animated things, and I we were literally just talking about it, and I have Big Mouth. But that's mainly because, like, whenever it first came out, like, mm -hmm. everyone was so obsessed with it, and it was just like, and Big Mouth put out so much stuff to where I didn't even know, like, that stuff happened to people. I didn't yeah. know this was that or that was this. And number four, I have Solar Opposites. <laughs> that was one of the that was one of the ones that Jerry showed me, and it, bro, it was just one of like the most odd <laughs> adult animations I've seen in a minute. Yeah, the first season is really really interesting to say the least. But um, after you get used to it on season two and three, you'll definitely see a little bit more. Um, see a little bit more. I think season four had just come out. If I'm not mistaken, or if that was season three, I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, Dan, not Dan Hammer, Justin Roiland was also a producer on mm -hmm. that series, and he got replaced. But the way they replaced him on that show was definitely very different than what they did on um, um, Rick and Morty. Because on Rick and Morty, they found a voice actor that like sounded like him. You know what I'm saying? They got two voice actors that sounded like Rick and Morty. They said, nah, they got a British dude to um, voice Corvo, and Corvo's British now. And yeah. that's just it. And then at number three, I got South Park. And just e easily, I, I started watching it, like, almost religiously last year, bro. Like, it, I, I would just go back to the crib after school and just be watching it while I'm doing my homework. Like, it, and it was just so funny. And Butters is definitely him. I love Butters. I, I, I feel like Kenny's definitely the best character, though. Bro, Kenny's never alive, bro. Bro, he's, he's just him, bro. Bro, Kyle complains too much. Cartman okay. is annoying. Butters is okay. Butters. He's Butters. Butters is just Butters. What about Stan, though? Stan, Stan is dope, but, like, Stan is also one of those guys that... He, you forget about. Not even forget think, about. Okay. He'd be too worried about, like, outside things. Like, why are you going to your dad talking about, why is this happening in my life? Mm -hmm. You are eight years old. Yeah, like, like go outside, play, have fun or something. Like, Kenny ain't even talk, mm -hmm. but he, he was always doing something, bro. That's why I love Kenny. Man, what's it called? I definitely started getting into more <laughs> South Park over the last year because of TikTok. Yeah, bro. Because there, like, there was like a whole three-month stretch where you watch whole episodes of South Park on TikTok, on your For You page. Like, the thing is, I don't think, it wasn't just me. Like, I feel like that, but literally everybody on TikTok. Like, yeah. everybody was watching South Park, and everybody got into it, and everybody realized that Butters is him. And before and before that South Park era started was the Family, Family Guy Family Guy, era. yeah. And that's what I have at number two. And I started watching Family Guy back, like, whenever I was in the seventh grade. Because I would, I would usually have, like, strength and conditioning practice. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that would be done with, I'd be walking home. It'd be like a 20-minute 20, 20 walk home. So I literally watch an episode a day. Well, not even an episode a day, an episode walking home and then just watch it the rest of the day. So that that would be fun. And that's what really got me into, like, American, I mean, not, Family Guy made me watch American Dad. It made me watch The Cleveland Show mm -hmm. and just some other things. And number one, y'all already know, I got the boondocks, bro. Like, I, I'll, show. I'll, I'll tell y'all that that is my favorite show of all time. Mm -hmm. And even I'll I'll tell you it's the best show of all time, so but but that's just because the, the Boondocks, I think I watched that before I started watching Family Guy honestly, and just one of the easiest shows to rewatch too. Yeah, for sure, man. Man, I have a couple of honorable mentions. You know, you mentioned Family Guy. You know, I have that on my honorable mentions. Solar Office is on mine. Futurama, BoJack Horseman, Unicorn. You know, King of the Hill, I really started watching a lot recently because mm -hmm. I got home from school and then I'm, like, I'm doing homework and I'm a, and like I have to keep put something going. So I'm like, even though I get, I'll get distracted, but I realized that a King of the Hill, 
because I used to hate King of the Hill when I like was younger, right? You see King of the Hill come on a Cartoon Network, you realize, yeah, it's time to get off. But now as an adult, I'm like, bro, why are they hitting, bro? Why is like the stuff they're talking about hitting, bro? Because it's not like straight comedy, bro. It's like more real subjects that people can relate to. And I'm like, oh, nah. Like, if I watch it a little bit more, it might be in my top five. But King of the Hill is definitely up there. And I'm sorry I've been sleeping on it for so long, man. <laughs> But number five, I have American Dad over Family Guy. Just because American Dad, even though Family Guy is kind of like the base for um, American Dad, American Dad's just great, man. I feel like the relationship between the family members is better. Roger is just crazy. And then the one thing that Family Guy will never have, bro, is Steve Anita Smith, man. That boy can sing his heart out, bro. Bro got more soul in him. Than a lot of people, bro. He is a better son than Chris. Like, the, one, the weird thing, though, about Steve is he's oddly attracted to his mom. Yeah. Like, that's that one is weird, weird. That's weird as hell. <clears throat> but aside from that, when bro sings, bro, you already know it's going to be a bop, bro. Bro, bro had, was singing in the desert, ripped with the white shirt blowing in the wind, talking about, daddy's gone, and he's not. Coming home. Like, bro was singing, bro. This is real. Number four, man, you're going to hate me because I don't have it higher, but I got the Boondocks. It's just cause, crazy. Just, I really do enjoy the Boondocks, but I watched it for the first time like uh, like a year or two ago. And, like, I really do enjoy it. I will rewatch it, and I'll rewatch clips. Like we said earlier, a lot of iconic moments and episodes in that series. Like, I had seen a lot of um, clips from it before I had started watching this sh uh, show. But, you know, I had to put it lower just because... These shows I have at um, my top three, I just really enjoy, man. Um, uh, my number three spot, I got Rick and Morty, right? My boy JT put me on Rick and Morty because I was sleeping on it for a while. So shout out Justin um, Terrina. My guy put me on this show. And ever since then, bro, I've been rocking with it, bro. I remember watching the um, the one episode I had on repeat for a long time. It was the Purge episode and the um, Tiny Sanchez episode where he's trapped in the um, teenage body. And then bro was singing depressed songs, trying to tell you, hey, I'm trapped in a vat in my garage, help me out. And then what's it called? Morty was like, nah, I'm trying to get with Jessica right now. <laughs> Let me do my thing, Rick. But you know, Rick and Morty is just such a great show. It has fallen off a little bit, you know, since those early seasons, I'll say that, but I still have such a great time watching the show that um, I had to put it in my top three. Number two, I have Invincible, right? Even though it's only one one season and one episode out, such a great show. I love comic book um, stuff in general, right? I love comic book movies. I'm a big fan of the MCU. Um, by the, the day this releases on that on that Friday, I'm gonna go watch the Marvels later that night. You know, I'm, that, um, by the time you see this, I'm I've already watched the Loki finale for season two. Like I've seen everything in the MCU. I've seen all the DC movies. The only thing I haven't seen really, I haven't seen the Blade movies. Um, I haven't seen the Daredevil movie. I haven't seen season three of Daredevil. I haven't seen season two of Jessica Jones. I haven't seen The Punisher. But I think everything else I've pretty much I've seen. I just love comic books, man. I need to get start. I need to start getting back into reading them. You know, um, when I get some bread, you know, bread a little tight, bread a little tight. Um, Cause I just bought Spider Man, so you know I beat that game though. Beat Spider Man. Oh, that's good. Beat Spider Man, hundred percent of that thing. But I love Invincible. I love what season one was. I love the story of it, and I'm so excited to see what season two has because I haven't read the comics. So I'm excited to see what that brings and how many seasons this show can go on for. You know, because like I said before, it's only a small portion that has been covered in season one. And like a frat and even smaller portion so far on season two because you know season two just premiered, so I'm excited to see what it has going on. But my number one is Final Space. A lot of people have not talked about Final Space, and it makes me so angry because I love that show so much, man. Final Space is like like what was originally I thought would be a Rick and Morty kind of kind of um, ripoff. It was so much more than that, right? It's, this dude. Go, season one starts off with him, you know, being on, um, he got arrested for like trying to spit game at this high commander. And then it's him trying to, you know, trying to, um, trying to, you know, repair his relationship with old girl. Yeah. And then through that, you learn a lot more backstory of him, not just him, but these other characters like Avocado, Little, Little Cotto, um, Quinn, the character he was spitting game at. 
And then you see this backstory he has with his dad. And then this, and then you find out in every other timeline, every other universe, he ends up killing himself to save the universe. You know what I'm saying? He sacrifices himself. But in this one, instead of him sacrificing himself, his girl sacrifices himself, right? Quinn, like she's like, I love you. And then she sacrifices herself. And then it goes on to season two and season three, where you get introduced to a new characters like Ash and um, who was it was Ash and Fox, and then those characters get built upon, and then a lot of stuff happens, and you get introduced to Bolo, a Titan, which is like I freaking love Bolo. Keith David voice, voices him. I love Keith David, one of my favorite voice actors, um, in the game, and then it's just I don't want to say too much about it because I really want you to go watch it. I don't know where you can watch it because I think I might have got written off as a tax write off actually by Warner Brothers. Cause you know, fuck Warner Brothers. They're ruining a bunch of shit. They just, <laughs> man. man, they just um, today they just axed another show, movie that they had completed, 100% completed. All the animation was done. All the um, voice acting was done. It was all ready to go. Set out, set to be released later this year. And they're like, nah, tax write off. You'll never see this. A lot of people, everybody that had seen it in the early previews, loved the movie. They're like, nah, cut it. Get save 30 million dollars. Like, bro, release this movie. You can get a lot more money. Release the movie, but that's a topic for another discussion. Um, fuck Warner Brothers, pissing me off. But yeah, that's my list, man. So, you know, I love adult animation, man. I love animation as a whole. I want to talk about a lot of adult animation today, just because, you know, um, a lot of people don't talk about adult animation as much, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's more of a, it's less appealing than regular animation. But I feel like now that they're kind of reaching out to just not just really adults, adults, but like more than young teen adults, young adults. And then it's um, getting really interesting with what they're doing with it. But yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this show. You have anything to say, Jay? Yeah, man. I mean, <clears throat> that that's just going to wrap it up. If you're tuning in again, thank you. If you've been tuned in every single week, every Tuesday and Friday, appreciate it. And if you have someone who necessarily wants to get into podcast or just watch this podcast and you want to recommend one to them, go ahead and recommend us, you know? We appreciate it, man. We really would. Yes. You know, even if they don't listen to podcasts, just put our name out there. I really, We really appreciate it, you know, just having our name out there, getting more viewers and whatnot. But, you know, really enjoyed this, man. This has been a fun couple weeks. You know, this is episode 10 out right now, um, that we're dropping right now right here. And, you know, we really appreciate y'all, man. And we'll see y'all back on Monday. We'll be talking about more NBA news, more NFL news. You know, the Heat just went on a three-game win streak. You know, them boys, we up. I don't care what you say, we up. Against you know, three bad teams. Even though even though Tyler Hero <laughs> just got hurt, you know, which hurt my heart. You're having a great season. We'll come back swinging. Yeah. I mean, y'all, y'all are definitely going to get to be able to know us some more over these next few episodes. Mm-hmm. So And next week, we'll definitely be um, going back in time a little bit. Not, really even, not reliving the past, but we're going to – Definitely talk about something from our past that had a really big impact on us as a whole. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say. If you're curious, you know, you just have to tune in next week to see what we we will talk about. Thank you all for watching. We appreciate you all.